Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. You guys probably can't hear me, can you? Is that good? All right, good, good. All right, if you have your Bibles tonight, go ahead and bust them out. Let me see them. Show me your phones and your Bibles. Shake them, shake them. All right, everybody over here loves Jesus. Everybody over here will pray for them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, so tonight... It's a little bit of a different night. Like Jordan said, Matt is not here. Um, but we're going to cover one of the most foundational topics when it comes to faith in Jesus. Um, tonight we are talking about baptism and we have a lot of scripture to run through and very little time. So let's jump into it. Um, tonight, like I said, we are focusing on obeying in baptism. Uh, we're going to cover six of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to the topic of baptism. So There's going to be a lot of scripture and a lot of notes, but don't worry if you don't write it down. If not, get out your phone and download the Refuel app. All the notes are on there, uh, and you can see those. So we are going to start with number one. Are you guys ready? These are going to be rapid fire as fast as I can, okay? Number one, what is baptism, okay? Baptism is an outward expression of an inward change. It's a public declaration uh, of how Jesus has changed your life if you have been baptized. Being baptized shows others, like your friends and your family, uh, that you have trusted in Christ for your salvation and you follow him and you believe in him. Uh, Acts 16, 30 through 34 says, Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, their wounds, and he was baptized at once. He and all his family, then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced all along with his entire household that he had believed in God. So like being dunked in that water doesn't save you. That is not what saves a person. Uh, baptism is a symbol and a celebration of that of your faith in Christ. So baptism alone cannot and will not save you. The power that brought Jesus back to life is the same power uh, that Jesus uses today to change us. That's that same um, power that is represented in baptism. Uh, Number two, rapid fire. Why should you or why should I be baptized? Uh, Number one, Jesus instructs us to be baptized. Jesus tells us this. He says, And this is Jesus speaking in Matthew 28 and verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And number two, Jesus set the example in baptism. So not only did he instruct us to do it, Jesus also said, I'm going to talk the talk, but I'll also walk the walk. And so Jesus himself, he was baptized too. Uh, Mark 1.9 says, In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And so he instructs us, but he also sets the example. Um, obedience, to, obedience to Jesus shows that we believe and follow, and follow him if we're going to be baptized. First uh, John 2.3, it's not up here. Some of these aren't up here, so if you want to write them down real quick. 1 John 2, 3 says, And by this we know that we have come to know him, that we have come to know Jesus if we keep his commandments. And so Jesus instructs us to be baptized. If we love him, then we are to be baptized. And so if we say that we love Jesus and yet we refuse to be baptized, then we're not really following his commandments because if we love him, we will follow that commandment. 
that he instructed us to do. And so, because Jesus goes continually today, but also went public with his love for us, we can go public for our love with him in baptism. Being baptized shows that you are turning away from that life of sin and you are following Jesus. You turn toward Jesus, uh, the only one that can change us. And so we'll jump to number three really quick. Number three, when is the best time to be baptized? So is it morning, evening, night, like midnight? No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it's talking about. So for the best time to be baptized is as soon as you believe in Jesus, when you place your trust in him for salvation. For everyone who decides to follow Jesus, baptism is your next step in following Christ. Anyone who commits his or her life to Jesus is already ready to be baptized. You don't have to do anything else but believe. Acts 8.12 says, But when they believed Philip as he was preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And so these people were baptized as Philip was preaching. And so number four. This one is a hot topic. So I saw a lot of this with different denominations. They will actually like dunk infants. Like, have you guys ever seen that? I saw it on TikTok not too long ago. And I'm not bashing any other denominations, but I won't even say what this one was from. He took an infant and was thrashing the child in the water. <laughs> like, and the baby's crying. And the parents are like, what in the world is going on? And he is just dunking this little baby like, in the water. And uh, that is not at all what biblical baptism looks like, by the way. If that's happened to you, I'm sorry for the childhood trauma. Uh, we can talk about it after. Um, but for anyone... Uh, so like, like we said, for some of those denominations, um, they will do that for baptizing, baptism. But there is not one instance in the Bible where a child is baptized before they follow Jesus. So before they follow Jesus and they make that decision. So yes, children can be baptized, but they are the ones who decide if they will commit their lives to him. Romans 10, 9 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Any instance of biblical baptism follows a decision to trust Jesus. Now, when it comes to a certain age, whether, you know, if an infant can decide to follow Jesus, I just, me personally, I don't believe that's true. Um, you don't see that in the Bible. An infant can't make that decision consciously consciously by itself to follow Jesus. And so um, it is okay for children to be baptized. Uh, any instance of baptism, like I said, follows a person's decision of Jesus, of to trust Jesus for his or her salvation and commitment to follow him. So Acts 10, 47 and 48 says, can anyone withhold water for baptizing, baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And so there's not really a specific age that you can call and say like, oh, that's when they should be baptized. Or if they're not baptized by then, then they're probably not saved. There's not a specific age. Um, and so after a child or a teenager, one of you guys or an adult makes that decision to follow Jesus and commit their life to, to Jesus, that's when they should be baptized. Uh, and so number five. What is the difference between sprinkling, immersion, or other types of baptism? 
Actually, when I looked this one up, I saw a pretty funny meme. Uh, I wanted to share it with you guys, but you could kind of tell what denomination it was um, in the picture. And we're not here to bash other denominations, by the way. Um, but it was a man, I'll say that, and he had a squirt gun. And he was like baptizing <laughs> his congregation, like shooting them with water. Um, that is not what we do here. Um, you don't see that in the Bible where they like sneezed on people and they were baptized. Uh, and so baptism in the Bible uh, is by full immersion. Like you are fully emerged in that water. And so the original word for baptism often referred to being immersed in the water or submerged in there. So fully, like the whole body follows in that water. And so Jesus was baptized by, uh, he was submerged in the water too. And he came up out of the water. Here's how we know this. Matthew 3.16. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And so he can't come up from the water if he wasn't laid down in it in the first place. And so being submerged in the water symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4 says, For if I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. So being submerged underwater literally represents uh, the death your death to sin in the old way of life and it means that it like represents you being raised out of sin being raised out of that life that old life that you lived um, and so Romans 6 3 through 5 says do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death we were buried therefore with him by baptism into his death in order that just as Christ raised us from the dead for the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. And so, number six, this is the last one that we'll hit real quick, and then I'm going to share a little bit of a story, and you guys are good to go. So, um, number six, do I need baptized again? This is another one that... Um, Using Google, like you guys will learn if you ever look up questions like this, you will find some crazy answers on Google. Um, so it's important to remember as you are searching, you know, what is baptism? I encourage you to go home and do that by yourself. Um, but as you're looking this up, uh, remember that baptism is only for the believer. Baptism is only for the believer. And it's only after you have made that decision to follow Christ Getting baptized again doesn't give you a pen to say, I'm extra saved. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you've been dunked. Um, it doesn't make you extra saved or it doesn't wash your sins away even more. Like each time you uh, cuss somebody out, I hope you're not cussing, but let's say you cuss somebody out. Oh, I need to go get baptized. Like that is not how it works at all. Um, I once heard a lady at a local church say, oh, like <laughs> she came into my job and she was talking about a recent event that has taken place in a local place around here. Sorry. But she said, oh, brother, <laughs> I'm going to quote it. Oh, brother, I have been baptized every night this week. And each time I can just feel the change break and the dirty is made clean. And so she was thinking that every time she was baptized, that her sins were getting washed away again. And so she kept getting baptized because she felt like she was not clean enough. And I'm like, 
yeah, bro, it's probably because you didn't shower that day. Like, that's the only way that it's going to make you cleaner. Uh, and so I didn't say that. But there is nothing special about her or you or I getting dipped multiple times, like dipped multiple times uh, to, to try to wash sin away or make yourself cleaner. Only the blood of Jesus, only the blood of Jesus, not that water, saves you. And it washes that sin away. And no, I'm not saying you have to be baptized in the physical blood of Jesus, by the way. That is not what I mean at all. But that is what's so special about the sacrifice of Jesus. That's why uh, what makes what he did for us so special uh, is that we are, we are washed once and for all. Like once you uh, believe in Jesus and you commit your life to following him, you are no longer defined by those sins. You're no longer seen as dirty and need to be baptized more than once. And so we don't get re-dipped each week to wash our sins away. His, his sacrifice in the blood of Christ is sufficient for all, for all of eternity. Uh, and so I'm going to close with a little bit of a, a, a personal story here. Everybody, this is where we're going to hone in tonight. Flip to Acts 2. Acts 2, chapter 37. And verse 37 reads, it's up here, right? Yeah. <laughs> verse 37 reads, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And so what are we talking about here? So Peter was preaching to a crowd just like this, but there were many, many more. And so he's preaching to a crowd and he just got done telling this crowd that they killed the Messiah, the person that they had been waiting on their whole lives. They murdered him uh, and, and they were the ones who killed Jesus. Peter is calling them out for it. And they are filled with remorse. They're like, hey, wait, oh my gosh, we killed Jesus. What can we do? Like, how do we make this right? I'm sorry that we killed him. Like, Peter, what do we do? And look at what Peter says to them in verse 38. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children. And for all who are far, far off, everyone who the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And so this is a picture uh, of baptism in the book of Acts in the New Testament. And, and this is what Acts gives us. Baptism is an identification with Christ. It's the picture of how our lives are united with Christ after we make that decision to follow him and to be saved. Um, but to claim to be a follower of, of Jesus and to wilf, willfully refuse to be baptized doesn't go hand in hand. It leads to a life that is divided. And, and I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story here. But um, it, it leads to a life that is divided. And it's a life that I lived for probably four to five years. Um, I was baptized when I was 12. And I thought that it would make things better at home. And so as a 12-year-old, when you hear the word divorce and your parents are fighting, you're going to scratch and do anything. Like the, the trash was taken out. My mom never had to worry about it. My room was clean. Like I wanted to do everything I can, like I could to keep my parents from getting a divorce because I thought it was my fault. I put the blame on myself. And so I went to the only place that I knew that could make things better. I went to a church and told them I wanted to be baptized. Uh, and so 
The only problem with that is, is that I wasn't saved. I didn't come to a knowledge of who Jesus was and what he did. I was not born again until I was 14. And so I was baptized before I was saved and truly made that commitment to follow Jesus. And so I wasn't counseled when I was 12. I wasn't counseled or coached up, whatever you want to say it is, on what baptism meant or who it was for or these six questions weren't answered for me. And so as a 12-year-old, I was dipped in the nasty Ohio River uh, because I thought it would help my parents' relationship. That, that's like an honest-to-God story. And so I came, like I said, I didn't come to a full understanding of the gospel until I was 14. And I told myself that I didn't need baptized again because I had already been dipped once when I was 12. I thought that I was fine and I didn't need it again. And so um, as a believer, I quickly grew this reputation as a follower of Christ in my school. Um, I didn't go out and party and people were wondering why and I got to tell them. Uh, and so I kind of became known at Spring Valley as the freshman Jesus freak. Um, and so that's what I was. And, and I remember that during that time, every time that a preacher or a Bible verse, like the verse of the day on the Bible app would pop up and it would say the word baptizing, I would like crawl in my skin. Like I would completely ignore it and push it off and like close it out and like double tap and swipe because I didn't want to see that word or I didn't want to hear a message on baptism uh, because I knew deep down that I needed to be baptized. And so, um, I, yeah, I remember that every time and it would leave, like every time I heard it, it would leave my mind with questions like, should I be baptized again? Should I not? What, what did that even mean when I was 12 to me? Um, but the biggest question that I feared was, what are people going to think? Like, I've grown this reputation as a follower of Jesus and yet I haven't even been baptized. What, I mean, what, what, what would happen? And so I lived this, I don't want to call it a lie, but I lived it for like four years. I know it sounds trivial to you guys and like, oh my gosh, he's so dramatic. But I was like torn up for four years over this. And I, I came on staff at the church that I was at um, and I still hadn't be ba been baptized. And so that question of what would the people think continued to grow? Like what would the people think if a staff member came forward and said, I've never been baptized as a believer of Christ? What in the world would they think? Would they fire me? Like, what, uh, would the people think that I wasn't a genuine follower of Christ? And so I was freaking out for four years and then on into that, that um, position at that church. And so before I always thought that the preacher was like, preaching on baptism because he's like, oh, well, I just want to mark it on my, my board and say that we got a trophy because we baptized somebody. Or um, at the time, there's like a conference in West Virginia where if you baptize the most people, we'll send you a plaque, a flag, and an award that, that the pastor can put in his office. And so I thought that that's what baptism was. And I didn't want to be just another statistic. And so that was another side of it. Um, not only did I care about what people thought, but I also didn't want to be just a tally mark on a board and a trophy on a shelf. And so I put it off and I put it off and I put it off until one day I heard a preacher preach about baptism like I've never heard it before. And he answered these six questions and he went on into Acts and he broke it down for me and he walked us through it. And for the first time, I understood what baptism was for. Like I understood why I needed to do it, who it was for, uh, who should be baptized, when should I be baptized. And it was like I came to life not in baptism, but it was like the words that pertained to baptism were jumping off at me. Uh, and it was honestly like, I wish I could relive it again. And so um, Jesus says, 
And this is what this pastor said. I, I quoted it. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And obviously he commands us to be baptized. And so with that statement, like it really hit home and brought every, all those feelings and all those questions and all those doubts, it brought it home in my heart. And so I stopped worrying about what other people thought. Like I just did not care uh, if they fired me. I didn't care if I lost friends. Like it was so freeing just to be over it. And I wanted to follow Jesus's example in obeying in baptism. And so I was baptized. I got up in front of the whole church and I was baptized. And listen, those people didn't judge me. They didn't fire me. They didn't look at me like, oh my gosh, he's a believer and he's just now getting baptized and blah, blah, blah. He's on staff. None of those things happened. In fact, people came up and they rejoiced that I was baptized. They patted me on the back, like not saying good job for me, but Good job for the word of God to, in conviction there and, and walking in that obedience and obeying in baptism. And so, in fact, it was so cool that there were even students in the ministry um, who were baptized too. They came under the same conviction and there were older people in the church who were baptized because of the story that God used. Um, not that it was me, but God used an extraordinary story for that. And there were like 10 other people that were baptized and they weren't turned into a tally mark or a trophy on the shelf. Um, the people genuinely rejoiced. And so if, if you kind of relate to that story tonight, um, reach out to one of your refuel leaders. Like if you know that you are a believer in Christ and yet you haven't followed that that step of obedience in baptism, we would love to do that here. Um, not necessarily like here in a hog trough, but um, next Sunday, or Sunday, September the 11th, we have a screen up here on the board, is Baptism Sunday. And so if you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I need to be baptized, I just, I wanna do it, like I need to do it, I'm a believer in Christ. And like I said, if you're not a believer in Christ, baptism isn't for you. It's not gonna make things better at the house. It's not gonna help you in your life. And so, but if you are a believer, you need to be baptized. Uh, and so find your refuel leader and please don't hesitate to pull one of them over tonight and tell them your story. Like tell them how you came to know Jesus and let us counsel you through that. Uh, and so actually, you know, the 11th is about a week and a half away. And so that gives us plenty of time to, to meet up and counsel you through that. And so um, I'm gonna pray and then uh, we're gonna put some special people in the middle tonight and we'll pray over them and, and you guys can get out of here 10 minutes early. So, God, thank you for uh, your word tonight. Lord, thank you for um, setting the example and instructing us to be baptized. Um, God, I'm so thankful that you're not a God that just uh, walks the walk, but you also, uh, or not just talks the talk, but you also walk the walk. And so, um, Lord, I just pray that if, if there's a believer here tonight and they haven't been baptized, uh, Lord, that they would follow in that obedience because if we genuinely love you, um, we should want to follow your commands and, and we will follow your commands is what your word says. And so, uh, Lord, I just pray that over um, everyone here tonight uh, that, that there would be conviction where there needs to be conviction, uh, that there needs to be comfort where there's comfort needed. And Lord, I just pray that you would keep us safe as we head back home. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.